Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, <clears throat> children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about our NFL Week 5 recap. Um, so let's get right into it. Uh, first game we're going to start off with is obviously the Thursday night game between the Chicago Bears and the Washington Commanders. To be honest, this is a low... <clears throat> this was like a low expectation type game because I wasn't really expecting the Bears to kind of really do anything because they've been in kind of a slump. But I got to say, I was very impressed by the uh, the the Bears. They actually, there actually is a little bit of hope for them now. They've won back-to-back games. Um, I can't really say the same thing about the Washington Commanders. I have no idea what the deal is over there. Um, but I'm, I'm, I don't want to get, I don't want to jump on, I honestly don't want to jump on the Bears bandwagon too soon because they've been playing relatively, you know, relatively mediocre teams. You know, yeah, they had their first win against Denver, but Denver's not even looking that good. And they played Washington, who has kind of been struggling these last couple of weeks. Um, so, but I think this, this coming weekend, they have a real test ahead of them. Uh, in the Minnesota Vikings and everything like that. So we'll see how it goes. You know, I think the Bears played really good. Justin Fields looked to be uh, a, uh, a formidable quarterback. Uh, I wouldn't say top tier, but, you know, a solid quarterback. You know, there's a little bit of hope for him. And there's a little bit of hope for the rest of the, the Bears as well. And uh, as far as the as far as the commanders go, I'm just very surprised that these guys are good at, you know, scoring points and driving down the field and everything like that. But for some reason, they struggle. They struggle maintaining a lead, and I've noticed that. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder why. You know, I, I don't. I don't think it's Ron Rivera's fault. I don't think it's Sam Howell's fault. I really don't think it's anybody's fault. But if for some reason, they just don't. They're. It's like their defense kind of gives up at the end there, and I'm. I'm not sure what. What's that about? But. I really hope they do figure it out. I mean, that's a talented team. Uh, that's a team that could really, really uh, do some things. I don't see them winning their division, but that's a team that's, you know, got some talent. They're on the come up and everything like that. So, you know, uh, who's to say that this team can't make the playoffs? They, the last time they made the playoffs, they were with, uh, they were still, I think they were still the Redskins. Um, no, it was 2020. They were the Washington football team. And they had Alex Smith as their quarterback. and But, you know, seeing now the talent's getting just a smidge better. Um, but, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with the, at them at this point. They just kind of in a little bit of a slump, as are the Bears. Like I said, the Bears got a real test ahead of them. So we'll see what happens uh, this coming uh, weekend for the Chicago Bears and everything like that. So, uh, but... Congratulations, big ups to Justin Fields for taking care of business. Big ups to uh, DJ Moore for putting up all them points. I'm pissed off that he's not on my fantasy team uh, or things like that. But um, the Bears have been playing pretty good. But like I said earlier, they got a real test ahead of them in the Minnesota Vikings and everything like that. So we'll see how it goes uh, in the coming uh, this coming weekend. So uh, the next game on the docket that we have is. Uh, Houston at Atlanta. Uh, I don't know what was going on here. I mean, it's like the Texans can get down to the red zone and not score. I really didn't understand that. 
and then for them to kind of give away the game at the end, it's like they gave up a drive, the game-winning drive at the end, and I was just like, mm. you know, something's got to be done about this. Something has to be, something has to change. You know, I don't know what the deal is. It's, it's, it's like the same issue with the commanders. They can put points on the board. They can move the ball really good. But for some reason, they get down to the red zone and they struggle. They'll settle for three and everything like that. But, you know, depending on, like, you have to have a lot of confidence in your defense to just hold teams to three and think that field goals are going to be the reason why you're going to win. It's not. Because the defense was letting guys like Desmond Ritter get down the field. And I'm like, Desmond Ritter is not that great of a quarterback. He's okay. He's an upgrade. I don't think he's an upgrade for Marcus Mariota, but he's kind of on the same level as a Mariota, even though I think Mariota is the better passer. Um, I'm not sure what the deal was going into that game. Clearly, we were the better team. We had the better talent. But for some reason, the Texans couldn't get the ball in the end zone. You know, they were settling for field goals instead of touchdowns. So, And I think every time they would make a field goal, the the Falcons would come in and, you know, just do the opposite. They'd go down and score a touchdown here and there. And um, I don't know. Uh, like I said, I think the Texans are on the come up. You know, it was really cool to see that. Uh, but, you know, we'll see what happens this weekend. Today, this coming weekend, they're going to be hosting the Saints. So this really should be an, uh, a test, a real test to them because this is uh, somewhat of a formidable team. Another, It's another NFC East team. They're NFC South team they're playing. So, I I just noticed that you know they went from playing the, they went from playing the the Falcons. Now they're going to play the Saints. Both those teams in the same division. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we had another international game last week. Uh, it was Atlanta and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, the Jaguars stayed in London as they hosted the uh, the Buffalo Bills. Now this was actually a game right here. I was very surprised on how. How much of a back and forth this game went and I was very surprised that Doug Peterson and the Jaguars were actually able to come away with the win you know to finish the game 25-20 and to leave this impressive you know the Bills are coming off an impressive win against Miami and then so for them to go international and go play the Jaguars who have already been there for uh, a week already and now and you know come up that short you know it's it's rather it's I don't want to say humility, uh, humiliating, but it is, you know, it is, it does kind of take away a lot of confidence that you just had. You know, your confidence came up, you know, putting 49 points against the Buffalo, against the Miami Dolphins and then to only put up 20. It's like, man, that sacred 20 is just following, you know, uh, the team. You know what I mean? Like the Miami Dolphins only let the Broncos score 20 when they put up 70. Then they go to play the Bills, and the Bills don't let them get past 20, and they put up 49. So then the Bills go to Florida, I mean, the Bills go to London and play the Jaguars, and they can only put up 20. Like, Jesus Christ, is this like a curse or something? Like, what's going on here? I, didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't understanding the, uh, the, the, the weirdness of this. It's like the 20 is haunting. It's like, we'll see what happens next week. You know, maybe the, the, uh, the Bills or the Jaguars will probably be... Uh, the ones haunted by the number 20. It might be the Jaguars because, you know, the Jaguars are going to be, uh, I think the Jaguars are going to be at home this coming weekend, so we'll see what happens. But um, big, big ups to the Jaguars. They played really good. Trevor Lawrence looks to be an elite quarterback, as does uh, Travis Etain Jr., the running back, you know. Uh, but 
Jacksonville, as a Texans fan, the one team that's on everybody's radar has to be the Jaguars uh, because they're on the come up. They're on the comeuppance. They made the playoffs last year. They won the wild card game. They were one game away from going to the uh, AFC Championship. And so, you know, who knows where this goes from here, but you can only hope and imagine that, you know, it's going to go accordingly, so to speak. So, you know, we'll see what happens later on. Um, Another game that they had was another game that we, before we get to the Sunday night game, I wasn't sure what other game I was going to cover because there were just, I, I didn't really watch a whole lot of the afternoon games. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of the afternoon games uh, this past weekend because, you know, I was in the middle of doing stuff. But the one game I did want to talk about uh, last weekend was, uh, uh, hold on, let me get to it. What was it? There was another one. I did. I did watch the Cowboys and the um, and the Niners, so I was very surprised by that. Um, Titans and Colts uh, was a pretty interesting game, even though Anthony Richardson did go down with an injury and he's on injured reserve. Oh, okay, yeah, here it is. The Saints. So the Saints were in Foxborough. They played the Patriots and they fucking wiped the floor with the Patriots. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what's going on in New England. Uh, to lose 34 to zero, you know, after a humiliating loss to the Cowboys, they don't even post any points going up against a um, going up against uh, New Orleans. And to be honest, it's not like New Orleans was a better team than than Dallas because clearly they're not. But I don't know what what was going on in New, in uh, in New England. I don't think a lot of people say it's got to be Mac Jones. I honestly think it is. I don't think Mac Jones is that great of a quarterback, uh, really at all. I would have left, like you guys have heard me say this. I would have left the, I would have left the other guy be the quarterback, uh, Bailey Zappi, you know, and things like that. But you know, I'm not sure where they're gonna go from here. A lot of people are blaming Belichick. You know, maybe Belichick is the reason why the Patriots are falling apart. You know, he cannot do it without Brady. You know, Brady was the, the the leader for you know. 18 seasons and everything like that and then the year he goes to Tampa Bay and a lot of people say well Brady won a Super Bowl Brady won a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay I was like yeah because he went to a team that was better equipped to win you know he had a loaded offense he had a loaded offense Mike Evans Chris Godwin they brought in Antonio Brown they brought in uh they brought in Antonio Brown. They brought back Gronk. They did all the stuff to kind of corner around Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. They are, Tampa Bay already had a good defense and everything like that. And they got Bruce Arians to come back. So, you know, that team was set up for success. Unlike the Patriots, who were doomed to fail right from the beginning. Yeah, they re-signed Cam Newton. And I honestly thought Cam Newton could have been the right answer. But the problem was that what Tampa Bay did for Tom Brady is what the Patriots should have did with Cam Newton. They should have got somebody good. Jacoby Myers, I don't think was the right fit uh, for that team. I would have got, I would have signed a veteran wide receiver, uh, not just him. Maybe like an Odell, uh, uh, maybe even somebody who, maybe somebody who had a little bit more experience. Because yeah, they had Julian Edelman, but he's not the type of receiver that you would see someone like a Cam Newton throw to. You would need like a DJ Moore or a um, an Adam Thielen like they have. Uh, over there in in uh, Carolina now, but for New England to kind of 
for New England to do certain things, they were going to have to do something that they didn't have. They they have not done in over twenty years, which is rebuild. And at the pace they're going now, they really haven't. You know, they you started seeing some a little bit of spark with Bailey Zappi, but then they wanted to go back to Mac Jones. They drafted a quarterback. They drafted a running back, and all this other stuff. And a lot of people are saying if Belichick's going to lose the team. I don't think it necessarily falls on Belichick. However, when you lose back-to-back games the way they have, you do start to pay attention a little bit more to the head coach. Because Belichick is such a defensive mind, the defense is not even doing that well at all either. Yes, they can make stops and they can make plays, but they're not winning games. And that's the problem. That's what's scary about this New England team. They've only won one game this year, and that was barely uh, to an Aaron Rodgers-less uh, New York Jets team who wasn't even that good so you know for them to lose back to back the way they did and you know still and then they only put up a field goal against Dallas and then they didn't even score a point they didn't score nothing against New Orleans it's like what the hell what is this you know it's like Dallas was I understand losing to Dallas because Dallas is a good team but New Orleans New Orleans was worse than Dallas so it's like how do you lose to a, a lesser team uh, you know, the way they did and everything like that. And, it, you know, it didn't really look so good. Uh, but speaking of Dallas, as we transitioned, the Sunday night game was hyped up to be this epic clash and this old rivalry renewed between the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. Well, the 49ers reminded us that don't believe none of the hype because this is for the last time, for the last two times that the Cowboys have faced the 49ers, they come up short. And not only do they come up short, they get embarrassed. You know, the last time the Niners played the Cowboys was, I believe, last year. In uh, uh, No, not last year. It was the year before in the playoff when uh, they lost um, when they lost at the end because Dak Prescott decided to run the ball down the middle and, you know, waste all the time and everything like that. So even though I kind of blame that game on the referees, but it was still kind of a dumb decision for them to do that. No. So now they play... You know, going up against the best team in football, the best team in the NFC, in my opinion, right now, got to be the. It's got to be the 49ers, and that's all due respect to the Philadelphia Eagles. But going into this, going into this game, it's like, you know, you, you're expecting a great shootout between the league's best, uh, between the league's best. I don't want to say the league's best quarterback, but between two of the league's best quarterbacks, top ten quarterbacks. But I do think Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott are in the top 10 discussion as of this year. And for some reason, it's like the Cowboys didn't show up to play. The Niners were all over them. I don't understand what, I really don't understand what the the issues were in Dallas. Not making good plays. You know, Dak Prescott not playing as well as he should. And yet Brock Purdy just kind of taking advantage of that. And, you know, not to mention the three touchdowns by George Kittle, Tony Pollard, you know, fumbling. Even Christian McCaffrey had a fumble, but that didn't stop any of the steam that um, that didn't stop any steam from the uh, uh, from the 49ers. Uh, Nick Bosa was all over the place. You know, those guys were making names for themselves. Um, It's like this team is is clanking and banging. The 49ers and they steamrolled past the you know the Cowboys and everything like that and I'm thinking man they are really hyping this game up between the Niners and the Cowboys because now we got two top tier 
we have two top tier teams going up against each other on prime time. It's a Sunday night game, and you know it's two historically good franchises who have a lot of history with one another. And then it turns into not necessarily a low scoring affair, but it's a one sided game. The pack, um, the Packers, the Forty ers didn't let go of the gas, and it's like the Cowboys didn't even bother to show up or anything like that. So. You know, I, I think this game suffered from being overhyped, and I think it suffered from being just, you know, just looked at as something that's different. It's like the Cowboys are playing good football against bad teams. When they play a good team, they don't play that well. They pummeled the Giants, and it's like, all right, cool. They couldn't get past Arizona, who was, I'm not saying Arizona's a good team, but it's like the Cowboys are good against teams that are less than, you know, who are not necessarily, you know, the best of the division or anything like that. They go and play, they go and play the, the, the Patriots, not very good team. And then now the first time they have a formidable opponent in the San Francisco 49ers, they just, you know, they fold like an old wallet and it doesn't, doesn't really do anything. And it's like, I don't know what was going on there, but, um, you know, uh, I don't know. I really, I'm not sure. A lot of people are riding the Cowboys bandwagon. I've always been, I don't want to say a Cowboy hater, but I've always, I've never been impressed with the Cowboys because the Cowboys always have this dark cloud over their head. They can put up points. They can move the ball. They can win games. They can get to the playoffs. But it's like when they get to the playoffs, all that, all that shit goes out the door. And I don't understand why. And I mean, I, and, you know, especially living down here in Houston, you hear it all the time. This is our year. Cowboys are going to run it again. I was like, it's been 28, 29 years since they've even been to the NFC Championship game. And it's not because they can't do it. And it's not because they don't have the good team. It's just for some reason or another, they, they never get past the divisional round. And, um, you know, who knows where they go from here. Uh, I want to see them in the playoff. I want to see them, you know, at least make a run. Because the times they've had Super Bowl caliber teams, they don't ever get past the divisional round. Romo and Dez did it, um, you know, Zeke and Dak did it, but it's like the teams that they play against who may not be better teams, but for some reason it's like the Cowboys don't ever try, or I'm not saying they don't try, but it's like the Cowboys for some reason do not get out of the divisional round. Here they are, they're, they're the number one seed, 15-1, and one, and then they lose the first, they're one and done against the Packers. You know, the Dez and... The Dez catch, you know, that was that should have been a catch against the Packers as well. I don't think the Packers, I mean, I don't think the Cowboys would have got past the Legion of Boom in the in the NFC Championship game, but you know they could have given them, you know, something to something to uh, uh, give them a run for their money. And it's like the Cowboys have always done the same thing: they can get in the playoffs, they can win a playoff game, but for some reason they cannot get past the divisional round, and that that fucking sucks all the way through and I'm not sure I'm not sure where they go from here and it's like they can win a lot of games they can get to the playoffs but it's like they'll get to the playoffs and then just crumble it's but it's kind of like the season is shaping out to be that way for the Cowboys because they're playing teams that are either not that good or don't really have a chance you know they're playing teams that are not that good like the Giants or who don't have a chance like the Patriots and everything like that. Then they play a formidable team like the Niners and just buckle under the pressure. They can't get things done. They're not moving the ball the way they should. Their playmakers start making errors. And, you know, it's stuff we've seen a million times. 
but I'm not one to kind of be, oh, the fucking Cowboys suck, or the Cowboys, you know, we've seen it all before, this, this, or whatever, but it's like, the Cowboys can turn it around, but for some reason, they don't, they'll turn it around when it benefits, you know, someone else, or another team, but they won't ever do it at their own expense, and that always kind of has been the Cowboys flavor, you know, they they can win games, and things like that, but it's like when they come up against an actually good team, they fold under pressure. So, like, let's say um, this week coming up, the Cowboys are playing. Who are they playing this week? So, we got the Niners are playing the Browns. I don't think that's going to be a high-scoring affair or even a good game. But the Cowboys are playing Monday night against San Diego. Now, I don't think San Diego is that great of a team. They're like one player, one coach, one coordinator away from being, you know, the best team uh, or a team that could possibly take that division. But, you know, it, it doesn't look like it. I don't want to say that it won't it won't be another walk in the park for the Dallas Cowboys because, you know, the Chargers are not a team to look down on or a team to uh, kind of look the other way at. So we'll see what happens. The Browns, on the other hand, I don't to be honest, I don't think they stand a chance against the 49ers, so we'll see what happens, but, um, uh, moving on to the last game, well, there's not really a point to move on to the last game, because the last game was, uh, Monday night, uh, football, the, the Raiders and the Packers, I honestly didn't watch this game, because I was still in the process of moving, and then, you know, I was just kind of tired from all that other stuff, so I didn't even bother, I know a couple of guys had some good games, and I know that the Raiders won, and they, it was the first time they had beaten the Packers at, I think they beat them in Green Bay, and things like that. And I'm I'm starting to think that this Green this this Raiders team is starting to get their shit together now. That they've I don't want to say they've dumped uh, Jimmy Garoppolo because he's been hurt, but this new quarterback they got has been showing a lot of promise. So, you know, who knows where they go from here? But you know, the sky's the limit, and this whole team, this whole division between Kansas City, Vegas, uh, Denver, and um, San Diego has really starting to look up. You know, the Chargers look good. The Chargers look good. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say too much about the Broncos, but we'll see what happens with them. Kansas City is starting to struggle a little bit, and then Vegas is really starting to come up to their own as well. So, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens in the future, and we'll see what happens as, um, a- a- as the year progresses. You know, it's shaping up to be one of the best, uh, one of the most interesting uh, years that we're going to have. Uh, as far as football is concerned, so, uh, but anyways, that's going to go ahead and do it for today's episode, if you like the episode, be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Play, Odyssey, Reddit, wherever you get your podcast from, be sure to follow the podcast for more, um, be sure to follow the podcast on all social media accounts, uh, Instagram and Twitter, The Madhouse 21, uh, be on the lookout for more episodes as they come out, I think, Sometime this weekend or sometime this week, we will be doing our first um, uh, postseason baseball show because as it stands right now, the Astros and the Texas Rangers are the official teams for the American League pennant. So that's something to root for and everything like that, even though in the National League, we're still uh, waiting for a decisive winner. Or actually, there is a decisive winner. Uh, we have the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers playing one, and then we also have the Braves and the um, and the uh, uh, the Braves are playing somebody. I think they're playing. Can't remember who. 
See, I hate I hate how unprepared I am. Uh, but um, yeah, the Arizona Diamondbacks are gonna do that, and the Phillies. Yeah, so the Atlanta Braves and the Phillies are still you know neck and neck as are the Diamondbacks and the and the Dodgers. Well, the Dodgers are on the verge of elimination. One more loss, then they're out. To whereas um. You know, to whereas uh, the the Phillies and the Braves, I think they're kind of tied at this point. And, you know, it's still anybody's ballgame at this point. However, we got a clean sweep from the Texas Rangers over the Baltimore Orioles. And then the Houston Astros have taken care of business over there in Minnesota. So, you know, sometime this week we will definitely be getting our first, uh, our first, uh, baseball postseason episode, so be on the lookout for that, as well as our continuation into our 31 Nights of Horror films and everything like that, so be on the lookout for that, be on the lookout for anything and everything that comes out of this podcast, and of course, as always, be sure to embrace your inner madness.